1: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
2: This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by my bookie. Use promo code Gators to double your first deposit only at mybookie.ag. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Visit sharkfloorcoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month.
1: because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation.
2: The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you, instant reaction from the Gators' victory 52-17 over Eastern Washington. Going to do it a little bit different this time. Uh, With the game being on Sunday, trying to catch back up with everything, Uh, going to do kind of a normal game review, uh, but not as in-depth, of course, because I'm coming at you right after the game. Uh, So, of course, no rewatch, no really diving into stats too much. Uh, They were having problems with the stats anyway during during this game, but Florida did what they were supposed to do, for the most part, in the 52-17 victory over Eastern Washington. So... You know, it's, um, you did the, a lot of people are going back to the Samford game <laughs> last year, uh, so you were definitely putting up points on offense, much like that game, uh, but the defense, while giving up some yards, gave up some late points as well, it got off to a bad start, we'll get into all that, uh, but, you know, was not the, uh, getaway it was <laughs> versus Samford last year, so plenty, plenty to get into. going to do something different too, uh, as the Gators Breakdown Plus members, uh, we're yeah, I did this a lot last year with all the night games. Haven't been able to do so this year, but part of the instant reaction has been to bring the Discord chat in for the reaction. So I'm going to do that as well. Gadget Breakdown Plus members uh, on the Discord uh, will be able to take part in this to kind of keep the conversation going uh, here uh, with, with this game. You know, kind of a game that the interest wasn't a whole really there a whole lot because of the opponent, uh, but there are things we wanted to see. We got to see uh, and things that uh, we thought needed improvement coming into this game that still need improvement for the Gators. We'll get into it all uh, right here. So I'm going to make sure I bring the chat in now so they can hear um, all the stat reads here, of course, and guys in the chat should be there now. I'll bring them up, but they should be able to hear me Uh, now on the Discord. So, yeah, let's take a look at some of the stats for the Gators and having to go around to different services there. The official stats did not work for Florida, so I had to go around and search. Uh, The Athletic putting up some stats. uh, CBS was able to keep up with the game as well. But just overall, look, 663 yards for the Gators offense to 423 for Eastern Washington. Uh, Yeah, 423. You, you, You did hear that right. And... Uh the worry we had about this defense kind of still, you know, even though Eastern Washington only had three points for the rest of the game, they were still moving up and down the field, still gaining yards. Uh there. Uh, been, even Bill Necker even did say it kind of going into halftime, it was Ben don't break uh there. But you know, Florida, Florida needed to break Eastern Washington's offense. It just didn't do it. 423 yards for Eastern Washington. How do you want to take it? That is up to you. I can't. I'm not going to try and talk you into it one way or or, or another. Uh, there about how you feel about that defensive performance from Florida. Uh, but when you just kind of look at where Florida was at, and look this episode, as I said, kind of different. I am kind of flying on the seat of my pants here, just trying to bring you bring you th- this episode instant reaction form here. Uh, but it did go back and look at. Um, Eastern Washington, I'm bringing it up here. They were averaging 336 yards coming into this game. Uh, So, of course, 336 average coming into the game. They gained 423. So over the average, uh, they're given up by this Florida defense. And if you look at them playing Oregon earlier this year, they gained 187 yards total (laughs) against Oregon They had 87 yards passing and 100 yards rushing versus Oregon. And they gained 423 total on Florida, 261 through the air, 162 on the ground. Eastern Washington had 26 first downs on Florida's 21. So uh, a couple of ways to go about that, too. I mean, we know Florida's offense could pretty much do whatever they wanted to do in the first half. Scoring on the bomb, the very first play, the seventy-five yard touchdown to Justin Shorter from Anthony Richardson. A good pass, by the way, because we've seen him miss those. He has a guy open down the field, overthrows him by about two or three yards, and just not completing that downfield pass. We saw it here. So good start to Anthony Richardson building on that Tennessee performance last week, and uh, all you know totaling that three hundred, that six hundred and sixty-three yards for the Gators, three ninety-three through the air with AR and Kitna. Uh, 270 yards on the ground for the Gators. Only 21 first downs, as I mentioned, compared to 26 for Eastern Washington. One turnover for the Gators. The uh, inexplicable uh, pass by Anthony Richardson to come out at halftime. Uh, something you definitely didn't want to see. Hopefully, something he could continue uh, on from last week. But just... I mean, look, he he was coming out of the locker room at halftime saying, all right, I'm going to throw this ball deep. It didn't matter what coverage Eastern Washington was showing. He had guys wide open down, uh, all shorter of the field, uh, shorter distance, of course, and he had in his mind made up coming out of the locker room pretty much. <laughs> that. Well, I don't care what play it is. We're, we're going deep. It uh, th- throws it into triple, quadruple coverage there. Uh, so that yeah, pretty much the only big mistake there by Anthony Richardson, of course. You, you don't want to see that, but really no harm, no foul. Um, pretty much, you know, to the way he played the rest of the game. Uh, 36-29, time of possession for Eastern Washington in that opening drive. They just drove down the field uh, on the Gators, taking up, I think it was close to seven minutes on that first drive uh, there on this Florida defense and missed tackles early for this Florida defense. So, granted, I think whole picture, of holistic, you know, the, the big picture there for the defense 17 points, okay. Garbage time touchdowns, that's part of it at, at, at the same time. Held him to three most of the time, but you still didn't want to see the missed tackles, um, you know, some of the missed coverages. That's still going to rear its head. And when you start critiquing and looking at this defense, kind of what showed up there. So uh, before we get into specific stats in here, yeah, let me bring, let's see, the Discord chat in. You guys are up now, so hopefully you Guys, hear me, and I'm just not talking to a wall here. But, uh, what's up, Discord Gators Breakdown Plus chat members? Hey, Dave, what's up, Bull Gator? You were, uh, to, yeah, yeah, Bull, Bull had been the, the first one in there, too. So, Bull, let me get your uh, instant reaction for the Gators 52 17 victory.
0: I think this game reinforced that there's no such thing as an easy victory this season, our defense is just too unreliable. But I, but I got to say, the number one thing I'm going to take away from this game is the Richard Garage meme, which I will be using <laughs> for years to come. <laughs> I
2: think Gator fans will be using that one a whole lot. Shout out to uh, Sertiquist there, David Sertiquist, for uh, hopping on that one pretty quick. Uh, he had the gift ready to go uh, pretty much for the Richard Garage. Uh, you know, hip shake, I guess that's what we'll call it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, good. Uh, at least we at least we get the meme out of this game. But, yeah, yeah like I said, it, it, with this kind of opponent, it's up to you how much you want I me. Mean, at least this game was easy, Bull Gator, going to your point. I think it does. Like As you said, looking at this defense, it probably does shed light moving forward. And, look, I, I I don't know if this game would have really changed our mind one way or the other. Anyway, but looking forward, you know, no game.
0: Florida's just going to have to outscore opponents. Yeah, there's no question about it. I think. Maybe another thing I should have brought up before I uh, jumped too much on the defense is uh, kitten did all right. Yeah, now, granted, he had a lot of time, I and mean, Missouri is not going to be so accommodating with uh, against our offensive line. But still, he completed passes and he was competent. He was confident. That's good. That that give me hope. But with uh, Miller still being a question mark at this point,
2: yeah, I think uh, and, I, and I put it out there, of course, in the Discord during the game and on Twitter. I enjoyed seeing him just have that confidence out there because Easter Washington did put some pressure in his face, but he knew right away where he wanted to go with the ball. And he was pushing the ball down the field at at the same time. Uh, Going to the quarterback stats here, 10 of 13 for Jalen Kittner, 208 yards, averaging 16 yards there. um, And one touchdown, uh, of course, a 236.7 rating. Anthony Richardson, 6 of 9, 185 yards, 20.6 yard average, of course. Two touchdowns the one interception, Uh, but yeah, the quarterback's having a good day, pretty much did what they wanted to for the most part uh with this passing attack.
0: Yeah. I don't know if somebody else wants to say something, but before I give it up, just uh I think, Dave, you and I were commenting during the uh, game that the defensive line mm-hmm. against – A much smaller offensive line was getting very little push and you know our linebackers are our linebackers so we need the defensive line to really get to the quarterback to hurry the quarterback and uh, disrupt the run and that was possibly if I could say anything that was most disappointing that was it that
2: was that was my biggest disappointment I I was ready and Britton Cox played a good game uh and then of course he rested in the second half um and but you know We're mainly talking about, you know, the middle of the defensive line, even the ends up points. It it did get better as the game progressed. But man, I mean, once again, I mean, Jervon Dexter, just almost invisible, had one really good play that stood out, but invisible um, there for the most part. It's just the guys you expect to have impacts, even, you know, given the opponent here. Okay, well, you know, uh, okay, maybe they'll struggle, especially for somebody like Dexter. He's been double teamed, triple teamed. Uh, But even against Eastern Washington, if they tried that, uh, you still look for a better performance. And we just didn't get it. And it's really just, it's more worrisome because it's just a continuation of what we've seen. If there was one game he was going to go out there and break out, it was probably going to be, or we were looking at this one, maybe circling, targeting this one, but it was much of the same. And that's, that's the issue. It's just things you thought Florida could improve on on defense still didn't happen. And it starts up front.
3: Yeah, and just continues all the way back, right? Yeah. And th- and that's the main thing. It's it's just, I mean, I said this before, but it just feels like there's no level one, two, and three. It's just get through the first like possible gap, and then, then you get 20 yards. And with a team like this, you just don't want to see that. It, it's just concerning. But um, to try to get on a positive take yep. from, from mine, because I, I was coming in this game, I mean what do you what do you want in a game like this it's it's a weird thing it got moved by a day it's at noon you know the crowd is what i don't know it is going to be what it is so i'm looking more towards the future of the staff and, and personnel and whatnot and i i took a lot of positive things away i mean we got to see um i mean obviously Kitten, as you already talked about the fact that he actually has a higher qbr than ar is is awesome i thought his confidence in the pocket and uh no, I mean, the, he well, the Q- his... Q-
2: Q- QBR was actually two ninety Richardson, two thirty six for Kittle.
3: So, oh, was it? Okay, yep. sorry. The stat line I'm looking at is, I think.
2: Well, as I, know, I said, and then, yeah, period. and we should know that's probably good. Like I said, we should I clear that up one more time. The stats may be everywhere because, as I said, the official stats were not working during the game, uh, and you know, CBS. Uh, like I said, where I, I'm looking at them too, uh, but um the athletic has some stats as well that's kind of where I was going at the same time so yeah who knows (laughs) yeah
3: but but your stats are still showing 10 for 13 and 208 yards with making that a 77 percent I mean that that's and a lot of those passes were legit I mean it wasn't Mm -hmm. there was no joke about it there weren't these easy little drop-offs most of the time or anything although he did do one swing pass that was it had the right speed I thought it had the right trajectory and it got there just in that case who was it Reynolds didn't get hold his block I think oh problem. yeah, yeah Anyway,
2: screen yeah and 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 yeah. and i made sure i messaged will he hit a check down he hit a check down that was a, a very positive play for the gators
3: that's true you're right and again that that was one of the things too on the um when ar's interception he had a check down i mean literally a guy just staying i think it was was it pierce although was actually the check on that one which is strange for his position but I don't know what his thing is with checkdowns. I mean, he he could go learn a little bit from uh, EJ <laughs> the, about checkdowns, right?
2: The, yeah, the checkdown for sure. I, like I said, I just think he had it in his mind. It, it doesn't. It didn't matter what yeah. coverage Eastern Washington was showing. It didn't matter if the, if he had five guys wide open underneath. He was he was going deep no matter what. Now don't get me wrong. it's still like it. It's still the wrong decision. And I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just saying that's that's exactly what happened.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I hear you. I uh, on the on the other positives. Um, you know, I thought that we we saw something from, like, it feels like maybe this is now the trend. Maybe the team will be on. Because this is the kind of game where you can come out and just lay an egg. And, and the defense is going to do that anyways, but the offense did not. They came out and they played a real game. The team seemed composed. They seemed, you know, this, the coach was adapting. And I thought the play calling really went was just smart for what it was. They saw what they could do. And obviously, it's an easy game to call, kind of. But, I mean, you can always screw it up. You know, we know that. Uh, So there was a lot to get on that. And on the defensive side, I will say the positives I take away is the young guys that got on the field me. I mean, you said the way that Dexter is just not impactful and so disappointing. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I just watch him and he some. okay. we always say he gets double team or triple team. Well, he didn't this game Mm -hmm. sometimes, particularly when McClellan was out there. And I watched him just kind of bump against uh, one uh inside guard and you're just going where's where's the guy we expected out of you I, I you know it's just it's i don't even know it's weird it just feels disappointing it's, um, it's definitely
2: disappointing but, because like we knew coming in that we struggled with him as the guy that we could at least count on up front and we're not getting that
3: yep no and and obviously um i don't know watson what what exactly is he take up space obviously i think he's doing great for what he is (laughs) sometimes he like tries to get too, like he'll do a spin move or something which is crazy for a size to see but it also takes him out of play which Mm. i noticed that a couple times with him so i'm not you know he's i think he's something we need right now but he probably isn't the ideal one mcclellan is exciting though that dude is is he's usually outside a little bit and you can just see him pushing guys in and i think he's only going to obviously he'll get better um other one too is Mitchell and uh, there you go and Moore got on the field. Yeah,
2: Miguel Mitchell was there early too. Uh, number ten, uh, yeah. is, if you remember, number ten. If you had to go look at a roster to figure out who that was, it was Miguel Mitchell. Right. And you know, partly because Trey Dean uh, did not play this game, and he was out there early and he flashed a couple of times. He forced a fumble yep. uh, early in the game as well, so he, he was credited for two tackles uh, here according to these stats. So if anybody else has anything different, like I said, stats are off uh, maybe, but mm-hmm. yeah, he was he was. Flashing an impact for early. Ventrell uh, Miller led the way. Six tackles. He didn't play much, of course, uh, and especially as the game went on. Second half, he had six tackles. He was impact for early, even though Eastern Washington was moving the ball. Uh, Brenton Cox, of course, early as well with two tackles. Uh, DeWan Black comes in later in the game. Three tackles. Uh, some up, some down. Got injured, so we'll see. Kamari Wilson with three. Rashad Torrance with three. Amari Bernie with two. And a sack. So Bernie uh, continuing getting some sack numbers there. Uh, this year mm-hmm. and we you know we saw wingo uh we saw a whole lot of young guys so that's where uh, yeah. a part part of this that's what these games are for um like i said i can't tell you i can't talk you into taking how this game should have went with a bunch of young faces that's just kind of up for you to decide how you want to take it uh but you know there's going to be some good there's going to be some bad uh, and look, we know Florida's not all that deep anyway. When they start going down here, we wanted to see the young players. We saw the young players. We saw some ups. We saw some downs. Kind of the nature of the beast right now.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Right, and
3: again, to go back to like the future prospect, seeing guys like Caleb Douglas and Miguel Mitchell, Mm -hmm. who are relatively low-rated prospects, come out and actually perform at a level that is clearly competitive in the SEC, that gives me a lot of confidence that the evaluations our coaches were doing Obviously, in the last cycle, in a very compressed time frame, under a lot of stress, they did. They they have picked so many winners, it seems like. I mean, everyone that was at the top of their class is already performing. I mean, Shamar, James, Kamari, Wilson. They, I mean, McClellan, obviously, he was already attached, so it's a little bit different. But um, that I love. I love seeing our guys come out. I mean, <laughs> if you if you took the TAMU crew, you know, eight, five stars, and everyone down, I mean, I know I'm mocking it a little bit, but Evan Stewart dropped a couple passes yesterday. You're just looking at him going like, well, maybe— Maybe our coaches are either better at coaching or evaluation. I'm not saying Evan Stewart's sure bad, but you know what I mean. Uh it gives me confidence that they're picking the right guys for the future. So when we say something like when they get their guys in, it actually means something. Where with Dan it was like, What does that even mean? <laughs> he just <laughs> takes the leftovers with the highest rating he can get, basically. So
2: uh, All right, I'll get
3: off my box here.
2: Oh, good. 13 guys with catches today. Um, of course, you had the 75-yarder from Justin Shorter. That was his only catch of the game. Uh, Dejon Reynolds, two catches, 74 yards, uh, The 54-yard long. Caleb Douglas uh, was targeted three times. He had one catch, 62 yards, of course, the to touchdown from him as well. Zipperer still coming along very nice. Three good games in a row for him now. Two catches, 48 yards, along with 27 Xavier Henderson, 2 for 39. Whittemore with a nice catch, 1 for 23. Pearsall, 1 for 22. Pearsall also had that nice run. And what have we been seeing and saying, hey, we need somebody else on those jet sweeps from the wide receiver position. We got it this time uh, with Ricky Pearsall. It goes the distance for a touchdown. Uh, But Jackson with a catch, 1 for 20, of course. Lingard, right. Uh, Running backs getting involved. ETN with a catch as well. So all three of your main backs uh, or three of your backs, Lingard, Wright, Etienne, and Montreal Johnson. Yeah, all four of those guys had uh, one catch. Uh, Lingard with 15, Wright with 14, ETN Johnson not much on their catches. Uh, and then Pouncey, uh with a reception as well, as I mentioned. 13 Gators with a reception. So, of course, you expect to see that in a game like this. You go down the depth chart, guys getting some more carries um, or more playing time leading to that. You go down the depth chart when you start building the big lead. As far as rushing goes, as I mentioned, Pearsall's 76 yard carry for a touchdown. Anthony Richardson, the one scramble, 45 yards for him. Lingard, five attempts, 44 yards. I know everybody's kind of been waiting to see uh, Lorenzo Lingard. It was probably going to be a game like this. We were hoping a couple weeks ago versus USF, or maybe even some of the other games. Uh, I know was other people have been looking for more Lingard, uh, but USF didn't get that opportunity a couple weeks ago, not, just not taking advantage of an easier opponent there. Taking advantage this time, Lemento Lingard, five carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Let's see. Uh, battle, of course, comes in to try. Juco transfer, two carries, 31 yards late. right seven attempts, 28 yards, and a touchdown. Montreau Johnson, five carries, 24 yards. ETN, three carries, 17 yards. There you go. So... Kind of your stat rundown, one more time, 663 yards for the Gators, 270 on the ground, 393 through the air. Eastern Washington, 423 total yards, 162 on the ground, 261 through the air.
0: Anybody in the chats? Well, I mean, those numbers are are great, but I remember thinking – at the very beginning, I don't know if you remember the first play where Anthony Richardson ran. Yeah. He was so much bigger than the defenders who were trying to tackle him. <laughs> it it was like varsity versus the, the Pee Wee League. And I, I just have a feeling that uh somebody either was AR himself or one of the coaches said, Listen, you can run all these guys all day long. Uh let's see what we can do through the air. Because he was the line,
3: linebackers were coming up to his shoulders. Yeah, you could definitely yeah, go ahead. You remember that little CB running after Shorter on the first play? I mean, that was yeah, <laughs> hilarious.
2: Was, yeah, because it was kind of uninspiring start, you know, for the defense. What we saw there, but held. You should watch it to a field goal. Uh, yeah, just the missed tackles coming out. You know, you expect you wanted to see a little more fire there. We didn't get it up front. Didn't get it in tackling either. Uh, Cox had those two big tackles for loss there. And but, but it was complete opposite for the offense. You know, I I really love coming out with the seventy five yard post. Uh, that was a bomb there. Um, mentioned this player's plays have been there before but not hit um and then look it was at the end of the first quarter florida had five offensive plays and two touchdowns uh just kind of let you know how this game was going to go uh for, for florida we saw you know, what we wanted and needed on the offense some big plays in the pass game and the run game so you know if there was a game and an opponent you were definitely going to hit explosives on this is the one you needed to
3: Yeah, so we went there out there and actually did what we should on one side of the ball. Yeah. We represented as we as the expectations would tell. So like, you know, you can always couch it with, well, they're Eastern Washington. Well, okay, but we did what we should do against Eastern Washington, I think. So
2: I've I've said it too many times, one of my favorite phrases, is teams don't get enough credit for doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, and yeah, but we did do that a couple of weeks ago versus USF. We have yep. seen what that team is before Florida and after Florida. I think we can safely say Florida did not do what they were supposed to do a couple of weeks ago. You did this time. How far you want to take it, that is up to you. I'm not telling you it's some big victory for Florida, so don't take it out of context. Uh, but, you know, you did what you were supposed to do for the most part. You know, if I put a label or barometer on that, say, you know, 75% because of you know the defense uh, not doing their job completely. Uh, but that's, you know, that's about where I am with this game.
0: I'm sorry. Somebody else is talking. Go ahead.
3: Oh, no, but I was actually asking if anyone wants to jump in because I still have more stuff to say, but I don't want you know, right, to. Hey, well, let's yeah, go there.
0: OK, good. Let
2: me, let me stop there and let me get these ad reads in and then we'll hop on uh, back to the other side there uh, to get some more of this chat going. So another angle I want to go to with this because of uh, what happened uh, in college football and in the SEC yesterday uh, but before we get there, you know football and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at MyBookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million to be won. Make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have some fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit MyBookie.ag. Use promo code GATERS on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code GATERS to get your first deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. MyBookie is a proven sports book that makes it simpler to bet and win. So make this your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. And now here's a message from our friends
1: at Shark Coatings. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, Shark Coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, and smells like pee, Shark Coatings can transform that too. Shark Coatings is easy to clean, stain resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and Shark Coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at SharkfloorCodings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com.
2: All right. Back here again, chatting it up with Gators Breakdown Plus members. After Florida's 52-17 victory over e- Eastern Washington, uh, who wants to go first? Go ahead and get your thoughts in
0: there. Well, I forgot my uh, train of thought, but talking about my bookie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just saw that UT opened as only a three point five favorite at LSU. <laughs> if they do matching, that might be the one to bet on.
2: <laughs> Man, that is uh, ooh three and a half. Okay, there we go. Tennessee. Wow. I-, I can yeah, I can I can see that.
0: Now, actually, what I was going to say before about the defense was, uh, I think you said it right when you said it was an effort thing. And that's what I saw, and and I hate to, you know, mm-hmm. jump into a kid's head because I'm not out there right, you know, tough. Yeah. busting my butt, whereas they are. But it just d- didn't look like they were uh, motivated. You know, and I hope that's the case,
2: Bull, but I think it goes back to, you know, just kind of what we have seen so far from this defense this year, and I, that's probably the worry. You know, it's uh, either way, it's a worry because you, you'd hope you could get up for a game. And I know it's a Sunday and it's weird, but, you know, we've just seen – this defense not live up to any high expectation. Maybe some had had out there uh, and maybe not to a certain level of play, certain had out there, certain people had out there and not, not even close to it. So I think that, you know, kind of a continuation from the first four games of the season is probably where the worry
3: comes in. Yeah. And also I, it's, we saw two sides of the ball. One of them seemed motivated and the other one just was floundering around. And it's not like the offense hasn't struggled. I mean, I could yeah. understand the defense is up in their head because, I mean, they they know as much as better than any of us how bad they're doing, right? I mean, they see it. I think most of them if they're not delusional. So, yeah, running out there is weird and everything, but somehow the offense managed to come out there composed and do what they were their job. So I, I don't know how to reconcile that. Obviously, if we had some inside information, maybe... We could do it. But other than that, I don't know what's going on with some of those guys. I mean, you would think for Dexter, like, this is his money year, right? So shouldn't he put it all out there? Yep. Uh, It just doesn't look like he is.
2: Right. And I think, you know, some of it, too, is there was a lot of talk this week coming off the Tennessee game about how bad this defense is. You know, what are the issues? What are the problems? And we've always fell back on recruiting a bit, but not just stars and anything like that. But now I think it's really apparent what Florida has on that side of the ball. It's a bunch of tweeners up front, guys playing out of position up front because that's just the way the recruiting went. No true linebackers. And veterans back there on the back end that just didn't live up to expectations. And now you're having to rely on some young guys, learn on the job, learn on the fly. It's just, it's it's a bad combo right now. And you still thought even go, even go even against an opponent like this, that shouldn't come into play so much and that shouldn't matter so much. Uh, and that's why, and, and it probably did it. I just I, I, there, there's just some issues uh, on this defense. I can't sit here and say Eastern Washington ran up and down Florida's defense on this field because well, there's a bunch of tweeners and there's no true linebackers and they're learning on the back end. Uh, you you still out talent this team, or you should. Now in SEC play, yeah, you know, Florida's in trouble with all the tweeners and their true linebackers and, and the youth that you kind of now want to see on the back end, but. I mean, even for guys, we I mentioned Dexter up front. You know, Marshall didn't look too hot today either, uh, getting beat by double moves no. and stuff. I mean, what are we going to see when the SEC play ramps up? I mean, so you know, it's not I didn't yeah. mean, didn't mean to single Dexter out, uh, but it's just been you know one coming into the season, he was labeled as the, he's the number one player on defense. He's the best player on defense. He's going to be schemed against. He's going to be double teamed. He's going to be triple teamed. And we haven't saw it and Marshall was another player that really good freshman season. We're looking for him to take that jump. And I don't necessarily think we've seen that jump and against Eastern Washington, he, him, he's out there struggling
3: at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, that's why I said disappointed when I, when I talked about Dexter, because obviously I'm rooting for all the guys yeah. but him specifically, like he's this, he's his leader. He's done nothing but speak highly. He's represented the university exceptionally well. And, I just don't know what's going on because he doesn't seem to be doing what, you know, um, he seems capable of. But, uh, but some of the other guys. I mean, again, like going back to McClellan, like I thought that he he's a presence already, and on in his position as a true freshman, I think that's one of the hardest ones to come out there and play. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, I, the one thing I did want to get out, if, if anyone wants to jump after this, is um, so I'm one of the like unabashedly big rooting for Lorenzo Wingard guys. Like I. He's just one of those guys that every time I hear an interview with him, everything he puts on social media, he just seems all Gator and he just wants to get out there. I remember when Napier got hired, it was like the day after he's like, can I help move you in? <laughs> um, I thought that was just it shows, you know, his desire. And to see him get get he got five carries in a, in a reception, you know, and I think the third quarter, fourth quarter split between that and. I thought uh, there's something up with why he's not getting yards. But then you go like, well, you know, it's not like we don't have good running backs. So like yeah. the coaches are maybe picking the right one. But then then you see him put his foot in the ground and just slam through the, the gap that the offense makes. And you're like, he's seven yards downfield before he gets a hand on him. And you're like, why isn't this guy running? And we've you know? seen
2: that before, you know, that when he very, very little that he does get a carry. He does right. look different. He does look faster out there. I mean, and I agree. It is hard to figure out. I have not been told anything of why he's not out there. I mean, of course, as you said, ETN's playing good. Johnson's playing good. Wright is out there for experience. I thought he played really well versus Tennessee last week, as far as helping AR with the checks and the calls and and knowing yep. you know when the pass block and and pass block um, there. So you know, I know a lot of people will point to right and Lingard and in the comparison there of why we maybe don't see Lingard more uh, like I said I haven't heard anything I know the staff really likes what Wright brings to the table and it's not like you know this run game for the most part in you know, Tennessee they did struggle last week but for the most part the season hasn't been there it's been kind of really hard to complain about what we've seen from the run game uh, but you know maybe <laughs> that is one of the mysteries so far this year what is Lorenzo Lingard not doing what is he you know missing that he's not getting out you know his first his first uh, appearance this season coming in game five.
3: Right. And I thought maybe it was something to do with the scheme change that he was struggling with zone. Yeah. Um, but I, I today, uh, he, I mean, I definitely is probably more of a natural sort of power scheme runner, but today, again, he put his foot on the ground when there, when there was a gap and he made the right cut, um, most every time. So I don't know. I'd love to know more about that. The other one is, um, Dewan Black, obviously, I hope everyone roots for that kid. Like, the way he's always been uh, all Gator. Um, and then you just see the athleticism from time to time. But, you know, there was one play today where he got behind the line, actually ran past the yeah. running back. I, I think, Bull Gator, you commented on so I think you saw this one. And then went, hold on, where is he? And turned around and tackled him. So he still got the <laughs> tackle. But he actually ran himself out of the play for a second. Yep. Yeah. And you're going like, man, if he could just get it all together, I think he'd be phenomenal. I mean, because he, he was involved
2: in the play before, and you know, looked like he had got dinged up a little yes. bit. And then he yep. just rushes in there. He's in the backfield uh, very fast. As you said, kind of just runs by the play. then even kind of gives up a little bit. Turned around. The play kind of comes back to him anyway.
0: Right. Yeah, it looked like he was uh, a little woozy from the play before. <laughs> I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I, I did comment on that. That
3: was a, hey, dis- that, that that was a, good- a
0: funny one.
2: That was a good, uh, good, fun, good discussion we were having in the uh, Discord today. So, if you have not joined Gators Breakdown Plus yet, you know it's yeah you know, we've had some good conversation in there. Um, I've kind of went away from Twitter a little bit more the last couple of weeks and more focused in there a bit. So,
3: yeah, you're putting out so much good content. I mean, you can only do so much, right? And uh, <laughs> I try. We well, appreciate less, all you do for the Discord.
0: Less aggravation on the Discord. than <laughs> <in
3: Twitter.
0: laughs> One thing I wanted to respond about uh, Lingard, and I have to go back and watch the tape before I demean anybody. But at least one instance he did miss a block, and and I think that may be the reason he's off the field. Is that uh, what's his name? Um, Montrell and Naquan are so good at blocking that uh, I I think that may be why they're ahead of him.
2: Yeah, like it uh, it has to be something like that. Like you know, I I think he is a pure a good pure running back. Um, you know, get the ball in his hands and go. It has to be more of knowing the offense, knowing the checks, knowing the block or how to block at the same time. I mean, it has to be something like that.
3: But then ETN, I mean, he's definitely not as phenomenal as a blocker, but he certainly he holds his own in there. Yeah, so and he, he does true yeah. freshman. So he's he let's go. He is a surprise. I didn't expect him to be this good this fast. Absolutely. Totally. It's so much fun to watch him run. Oh, but on that point though, when ETN he had two plays this time, right? Where he gets the ball, was it him? Right? It was at least one of him, where he got the ball out in the flat. He had another yard to go, mm. but he like does a little shake instead of going north and south and yeah, to get right. that first down. Yeah, all he
2: had. was Montreal, Montreal did the same on the drive before. Yeah. I think yeah, it was either like right, get That's the ball, right. yeah, get the ball in your hand, move north south. For ETN, it was if he runs to the sideline, he gets the first down.
3: That's right. But a guy like LL, I'm re- reasonably confident he gets north and south because yeah. that seems to be the way he goes.
0: And big enough to run over someone.
3: Yes, for sure.
0: Uh, what are we're, Pull trucks. Uh, a nut, right. Run over someone. Pull, pull trucks versus ducks. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Now, the, one thing I was also thinking about as we look at the defense for the rest of the year, one of the things we've struggled with is quarterbacks. Mm. Uh, I think rising and – Oh, what's the guy? Uh, Hunt from Tennessee, the quarterback from Tennessee. Uh, I can't see anybody that we're going to be facing for the rest of the year unless you call the uh, Georgia's Heisman candidate. Um, Stetson be... can
2: move. He can, he can He can. hurt Florida enough there.
0: Uh, he can. And uh, the guy from Florida State is coming out of yeah. his shell. But, but still, I mean, Georgia, I don't look as a W. But of the teams that I think we're going to be in it with, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, definitely not Texas A and M, definitely not LSU, and pretty much not Missouri. None of them are going to have quarterbacks like Hooker and Rising. Yeah, Dan- Daniels for LSU can move,
2: but I agree. in for you know, Hooker was different because he's a bigger body at the same time. Um, you know, there, there are a few more running quarterbacks on the on the schedule uh, that do. <laughs> I think that do still worry me a, a bit until I see some improvement there. And look, that kind of goes to one of the points that I was going to bring up too. Now, of course, uh, Missouri—what we saw last night versus Georgia, taking Georgia to the brink in a way. In a lot of ways, probably could have, should have, would have won that game uh, versus Georgia. But we were all talking in <laughs> the score like, "Hey, if Missouri doesn't score a touchdown, no, they're not winning this game." You know, you know they kept kept having to settle for field goals there. But man, their defensive front really, really—you um, know—jumped off the page. Uh, when you start looking at how they played versus Georgia. But Missouri was awful the week before versus Auburn. Uh, They should have won that game. Um, Auburn somehow wins that game. But uh, Missouri, kind of coming off of a bad performance versus Auburn, plays about as good as they could versus Georgia Comes up just a bit short, so you do wonder now where you know Florida gets this kind of easy game. I don't think there was much game planning. I think that kind of goes to the defense at the same time. I don't really think there was a whole lot of game planning. More in-game adjustments versus Eastern Washington. Uh, you know, maybe I don't want to necessarily say look ahead to Missouri, but in some ways it probably was. Uh, but you know, Florida now, Missouri coming up, Missouri coming—is it going to be a hangover for Missouri? Did they use that as a confidence booster? We know. The history Missouri has uh, shown versus Florida since they've come into the SEC. I mean, I, I do wonder where this Missouri team is at. You know, did they, they could they could use that as kind of a rallying point versus Georgia or they could just have this massive hangover. Uh, but either way, you know, that defensive front is something I think after a lot of us watch that Georgia game, something saying, all right, Florida might have their hands full up front versus Missouri front.
0: Well, I hope we get the uh, Missouri team that played against Kansas State.
2: Yes, yeah, that too. <laughs> that's
0: but that's a, the thing. That's they, like they—they had, they had
2: shown nothing whatsoever this season to go out there and play like that versus Georgia.
0: Yeah, that—that that was uh, it, they were so bad against Auburn. But then again, you watch what Auburn did to LSU. Maybe Auburn just takes everybody down to their level. <laughs>
2: Get off to a fast start. It was what? It was at and they 17 nothing Auburn? 17-0. Yeah. And they, they didn't score. 21 again. unanswered right. points. They didn't score again, right? Yeah. And, and lose that game. So um, that was a crazy game toward the end. I was sitting there watching both on, on a couple screens, watching Auburn and LSU, which kind of always seems to have some drama, that series, and watching Georgia-Missouri at the same time. There was some good football on yesterday. I was kind of kind of glad in a way I said, you know, I came on here saying I wasn't crazy about this, this Sunday game, but... Definitely got to watch a lot of uh, dramatic football, especially in the SEC while Florida, you know, was pushing their game to Sunday.
3: Yeah, the, um, what was it? It's like, oh yeah, Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, no, it was Auburn. Mississippi State versus Mississippi State. Oh, they played.
2: Mississippi State crushed A&M.
3: Right. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching that. Um, the Ole Miss, um, I mean man that that was that was an exciting game as well. It was, there was quite a few. Oh yeah the Kentucky game that Kentucky probably sh- probably should have won. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I mean you say that but I'm like should they I I honestly got I, I got always a say that but yeah that I
2: only say that not even really the end of the game and look I know we can say this for a lot of games what if this had happened but it was late enough in the game if they get that you know where they trip themselves on that kickoff return where that he was it was a touchdown for yeah, Kentucky and yeah. they his teammate trips him they take the lead right there. Uh, it's not like Ole Miss was really doing much on offense at that time. So, um, yeah, that was a that was a that was a physical game. Uh, I think we knew Kentucky was physical, but Ole, Ole Miss ended up playing in physical for a good bit of that game at the same time.
3: Yeah, they. I mean, they came out obviously really ripping it, and yeah. then uh, got a little bottled up. But it was an exciting one. But yeah, going to, I I just remembered. Um, you said something in the Discord when you were watching Mississippi State. Tammy was driving on them. They were just giving off the ball to him. I think his name is Aiken. I'm not sure how I pronounce it. And he went, Oh, they found how to run the ball. And then he then I think he fumbled like the second after he was at that and went, Oh, and they turned it over. <laughs> <And I laughs>
0: one of pretty- my favorite one of my favorite things from that uh Mississippi State Texas AM game was the quote from Mike Leach afterwards when they were interviewing him. They said, Why have you had so much sex success versus Texas A and M? Says this quote: "I'm not really sure. I've not really had much to do. They always line up in a three-man front. and Always give away what they're going to do. So truthfully, they just handed it to me time and time again. Oh, that's
3: that's yeah. brutal. <laughs> that is. Oh, um, I mean that should hurt worse more than anything Sabin said. Uh, not right. to Jimbo hearing yeah. that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we get that this weekend. Um, Saban and Jimbo." Yeah. Uh, so it looks like Jalen Kitna was talking to the media uh today. He said it felt good. Obviously, being there, being prepared for my team. I have a job to do. Uh and said his touchdown pass to Caleb Douglas was a first read throw. Said he knew he'd have Douglas in one-on-one man coverage deep. So there you go.
0: Knowing the offense, reading the defense. By the way, Alabama's a twenty-three and a half point favorite over 20. Texas A&M. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> and that's
2: probably um, Young being somewhat questionable.
3: Right. I was going to say, are they factoring that in yeah. on that line? wonder. It's weird to even talking about it with Bama. Like, you're like, okay, Bryce Young, your Heisman winning quarterback, is going to sit for a game. Boo-hoo. Like, who's your backup? I mean, you've been recruiting forever. So, you know, it's weird being a – giving Bama any sort of sympathy for a roster problems. But it still happens. It shows you. It matters, you know, who's out there.
2: Uh, Let's see, Napier. We played clean offensively in particular. When we watch the tape, we'll see a little bit more. Napier said today was about maturity and execution, and he thought his team did well in both categories. Uh, Napier said Kitna had a 100% completion rate in practice two weeks ago and has made a lot of progress within the team's offense. He was very pleased with Kitna's effort. Uh, said the defense could have done some things better throughout Sunday's game, but felt the unit improved after going through Eastern Washington scripted drives. There we go. Um another one of my fallbacks. Game really starts out with their opening drive. <laughs> so after these scripted drives. That's when, you know, what what adjustments do you make uh, after that goes a long way uh in, in football. So
3: what did you, when did when do you feel that the script they went off script. Was it just after the first? Because it went pretty fast. So they might have bled over into the second.
2: Yeah, he, he did say getting through Easter Washington scripted drive. So yeah, probably the first couple drives there. Um.
3: Maybe the um maybe the delay of game was an indicator of when they went off script. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> I think am I not mistaken? I, I could be mistaken here, but I know J- Jake Jake Slaughter was in the game and he had just at least he was the first I saw him on the field, so I think he was at center for that one. And maybe that was part of it too. Does that sound right to you? I don't. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't look in that close. I know either. he's on the
3: field, and I think wasn't wasn't he penned in as a potential center? I know I they move him around so. a lot, so I'm not okay. Yeah,
2: but he was more talking. About, yeah, that, he was more talking about Florida's defense, um, their unit improving after Washington. Ester Washington scripted drafts.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I misheard that.
2: But. You know that is a um, that is the thing I look for. You know what happens after the first drives for both for both teams. That's usually where you know. Of course, if a, if a team wins by a touchdown, or so you always go back to you know not wanting to give up just because it was scripted. I, I do think um, I get tired of the what well, they put some stuff on tape we haven't seen before. Well, okay, well I, I get that, but <laughs> shouldn't every team do that?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the, um put stuff on tape. Also, uh, play really conservative to keep the playbook tight so other people don't see stuff. I, all those things are always a little like, eh, is that a real thing or not? I honestly don't know.
0: At this point in the year, I think the uh, opposite is better. Put as much out there as possible so the other team has to practice for everything. Well, I think that's what that
2: –
3: makes a lot more sense to me.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's what happened with the pierce
2: sweep. I mean, you notice. I think a lot of people say, "Well, why do you show that now?" I mean, there there are two ways to look at it. You put it on tape now. Teams have to prepare for it. Have to account for him taking that sweep instead of Xavier Henderson. Uh, but also, you know, I do get the why don't you keep that under wraps until you you know until you need it until you know, a team can't prepare for it. So there's different there's there are different ways to look at it.
3: Yeah, definitely. I just – I don't know what's more legitimate way.
2: I don't either. That's just – I'm just putting both scenarios out there. I I don't know either,
0: and I think that's probably a coaching preference thing. Yeah. So speaking of Henderson, I guess he's going to be the uh, punt returner come hell or high water.
2: Yeah, they they took him off a kickoff return, but out there for punt return. I don't know. Maybe this uh, muff today uh, will change, but I think
0: he was out there afterwards as well, so – you got run down by an Eastern Washington defender. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm like that's just not, you know, sometimes you you see a guy run, and you can't tell how fast he's going. Yeah. Well, no, he got run down by an Eastern Washington defender. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what the
2: deal is there. I mean, you go back to recruiting profile and you go to team speeds and stuff. He's supposed to be fast. He just is not fast in pads, not football fast. Takes forever to get up going. I you know, I don't know. They trust him for whatever, you know, that's just two staffs in a row that I trust him doing that job, so. uh, But well, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, good. you know, I, I do want to go back, you know, I want to look at a lot of the younger players, um, you know, Kamari Wilson getting a whole lot of play in time, he, he does seem more aggressive, uh, I, I should say, it's probably something else about this defense that I haven't been too crazy about, I don't know if that's a confidence thing or not, it's just, you know, we talked about up front, you know, winning up front and that being an issue, but. It just seems like you know and I think Naper mentioned it too now that, now that I'm talking about it you know where's the game tackling where's the where's the pursuit? It just seems you know they're, they're a tick slow uh, there's just not a lot of attacking in this defense
0: right that was uh, one thing that uh, the gators were known for in the past that you know th- there would be six guys around the ball yeah as opposed to a guy sticking his arm out
3: Olay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is a lot of um, you play your position particularly you know close to the line outside linebackers and whatnot um, the pass the play runs by you and then they kind of just yeah all right we're good they, we they, they, job, let,
2: they let the play come to them too much Yeah, and that was one thing I did like about seeing DeWan Black I mean there was one you know he he filled the hole uh, he came in and, and, and took on a, a tackler or uh, him being a tackler there so that is you know just something no, i have noticed in this defense they, they they let the play come to them too much instead of going and attacking it
3: i did think wilson was playing like one of the things particularly like dean has a number of deficits obviously he plays himself out of everything all the i mean pretty regularly he does come in and and get tackles obviously his numbers indicate that but wilson i think was a bit smarter on uh, like who he was actually mm. covering and there was, there was one play in particular I think it was their tight end where, um, what was his name? Tackleton, I think, is a quarterback. Tackleton. Um, he threw the ball, and Wilson was in co- like really tight coverage with a guy that was much larger than him. But he actually threw the ball behind the play. So the, it was a weird thing where the, the tight end had to turn around and catch the ball. And Wilson was like, now the ball was between the tight end and him, you know? Mm-hmm. And he still, I mean, he was wrestling for it, and he had his hand on the ball trying to pop it the whole way down. And he couldn't quite do it in that case, but I really, yeah,
2: that was a great catch.
3: You remember that one. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I thought that was a real, real good show for him, even though, you know, he didn't get it in that case. It still shows what he, what he's capable of. I feel.
2: All right. Anything else guys? Before we sign off here on this episode? Go
0: Gators! one thing. Um, before we go, because uh, going back to my bookie, okay. Gators open over ten. Pl- excuse me, minus ten over Missouri. Ten. I know it's home. Wow, but that's a lot. Wow, I
2: wouldn't. Yeah, I, 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 was thinking, probably off off top of my head around six, maybe.
0: Right. Ooh,
2: ten. I think that 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 might come down a little bit.
0: You gonna put yeah. money on that one? Well, I w- I'll never bet against Florida, but <laughs> <laughs> if I was nonpartisan, I would be taking the zoo all the time. So- if somebody's,
3: a- if somebody's oh.
2: asking for advice, <laughs> yeah,
3: right. oh, I hate that. Yeah, I wish I could disagree. It's 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 just gonna I mean, be another can, boat race. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's you know, it might be. You know, it's coming off of. We know, F- Florida's first four games. I, 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 so I how, Take this one, I'm not sure. However you want to take Eastern Washington game. But Florida's first four games, then I guess, you know, Missouri before the Georgia game. Um, but I think that Georgia game's going to weigh heavy in a lot of people's minds, uh, I, I think. And, yeah, you know, versus FBS opponents. You know Florida's been in all, right. all one-score games. So,
3: But also, like you said, we don't know how it's going to deal... What is going to happen with Missouri? Like, yeah, uh, are they emotionally spent? Because that happens, especially at college level.
2: Oh, and it happens, and, and, and close games happen in college football. It just, you know, it just is what it is. Uh, I, I know a lot of people yeah. will probably take a look at Georgia and was it Kent State last week, and maybe we not, maybe not playing up to a certain level, and then the very next week doing the same thing versus Missouri. I do think, happen to think it was Georgia sleepwalking versus Kent State uh, a week ago, but. It doesn't look good, you know. The week after that game to go play uh, Missouri like this, and look, I called it. I put it in, in, on the Discord yesterday. I thought Georgia was going to have trouble. I had no no evidence of that. I just had that feeling, uh, and my feelings have been wrong plenty before. So uh, you know, I can't go too far with that. But th- th- that one, I, that one, I called a little bit uh, for whatever reason. I thought Georgia would have some trouble versus Missouri. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Missouri is all that good. Um, but I don't know where Florida is either. I do think that 10 point uh, initial line coming out to that, that is a bit surprising. I didn't, even if I thought Florida could get 10, I didn't think, uh, I didn't think uh, a betting service out there would make it 10.
0: Well, let's, you know, we've been uh, pooping on the Gators a little bit during <laughs> this discussion, um, but let's give them credit where credit's due. Florida's played five games. Three of those teams have either been top 10 at the time we played them or before or after. Yep. So we've really played a tough schedule. Yeah, nobody's played
2: a tougher schedule so far. So you you, you hope that pays off. And it does skew stats a bit. It does skew the records a bit. Still, you know, the early portion of the season, we're starting to get more. SEC play starting to ramp up a little bit more. We're starting to get uh, even more – knowledge about these teams and where they're at, but nobody's played a harder schedule than Florida so far. You hope that pays off down the road.
3: Yep. Yep. I hope so. I Man, with all the stuff that a uh, coach is having to deal with to come in and he's staring down that schedule, it must've been something <laughs> else. And,
2: it may know? be even tougher than what we originally thought. Um, Utah is still a really good team, by the way. Uh, so still a really yeah. good, still a really good win for Florida. Uh Kentucky is uh, still about where I thought like I, you know I, I wasn't very high on Kentucky coming in they're about where I thought they would be I thought Florida would be a little bit better I, th- that's that's where that is Kentucky is about what I thought they would be Florida's not quite as good Tennessee probably a little bit better than what I thought they would be uh but I did have them better than Kentucky that's holds true in my mind still we'll but we'll still get to learn more about these teams uh as we go forward but yeah very tough schedule for Florida you hope one that pays off
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I, man, when people talk about rivalries, I know there's all different uh, takes on it. And Tennessee is one that's getting lower and lower as a consensus. But for me, they're like, they're high, high up there. I really, really just like Tennessee. But I got to hand it to them. I think they beat us. Whereas as far as Kentucky, it's more of, in my mind, we beat ourselves in that game. So we'll see how the trend goes going forward. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to be positive, you know, optimistic about, we saw a lot of good stuff today. It was a fun game to watch uh, when the offense was on the field. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. And and I'll take that away from it, you know. I'm I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Uh, I want to see, I want to pay more attention in the second half, actually, to, like, all the different younger guys that were on there and get some real stuff out there. Yep, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to more discussion on it.
2: Absolutely. We'll do it in the Discord all week. This is a Gators Breakdown Plus chat here for this game review initial reaction episode to Florida's 52-17 victory over Eastern Washington. So guys, thank you so much for hopping here on the chat. Thanks, Dave. Yep, Thanks, guys, so much. Thanks for being Gators Breakdown Plus. members, everybody, there's a link in the description if you want to join in as well. We have those chats. Uh, There's text chat going on in there as well you know if you don't feel like having voice chats we still have the traditional chat going on going on along the way at the same time so all right that'll do it for this episode of gators breakdown i am your host david waters you can find me on twitter at GatorDave underscore sec guys and girls out there thank you for listening to this episode of gators breakdown